Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, friends. Dwight Beal here with Drew Crick at the VP Studios, and it is Wednesday, October 5. How you doing, Drew? Great. How Hanging are you? in there? Hanging in there. Yep. Got two podcasts under our belt. Hey, I want to ask you, how in the world did you get connected with Victory Point? Oh, man. Um, Matt Yacht was relentless. <laughs> no. He has the spiritual gift of relentlessness sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think Matt had asked me to coffee sometime and threw out the idea of the internship to me and I didn't grasp it at first, but, uh, due mm. to the relentlessness of Matt and, and my passion for worship and music and maybe the Holy spirit and the Holy spirit, <laughs> I kind of got more and more associated with, uh, with victory point and mm. to the point where here I am now. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you and I are both products of the relentlessness of Matt Yant. <laughs> I met Matt Yant, ran into him at a Buffalo Wild Wings in the fall of 2018. And I was, well, long story what I was up to. I was, I, a year and a half prior, I had left a worship position at a different church. And, and I was uh, just kind of laying low and waiting for what was next and ran into Matt. And he said, uh, we need to have coffee. <laughs> and I said, great. And we had coffee probably four or five times. How many coffees did you have with them? I think two or three times. Two or three. Did you go to Simpatico? Uh, no. no. We, we met at the Bistro at the Marriott. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah, just, just talking with Matt and him casting vision, and it eventually sold me, and apparently he got you too. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm super grateful Drew, you, you probably know this, and we've probably said this to you already, but uh, you're an answer to prayer. Hmm. You know, we've been praying for months now that God would give us opportunities to sow into the next generation. Hmm. And you're sort of guinea pig number one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are other young people in this church who are, God willing, we're sowing into them as well, yeah. but on more of an official basis, you know, more of a hey, somebody who has a heart for worship and a heart for ministry and, and is hungry to be in situations where you're trained and honed and empowered and equipped. And so our hope and prayer is for however long you're with us, mm. uh, Drew, that it'll be a great experience. Likewise. Yeah, cool. Well, we uh, are still in the prophets, the major prophets, and today is Isaiah chapter 13, and I've asked Drew to read us just the first 11 verses of chapter 13. Hopefully you at home are doing the full Bible readings so that you have a, a wider context even before you listen to these podcasts. So Drew, take us into verses 1 through 11. All right. A prophecy against Babylon that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw. Raise a banner on a bare hilltop, shout to them beckon to them to enter the gates of the nobles. I have commanded those I prepared for battle. I have summoned my warriors to carry out my wrath, those who rejoice in my triumph. Listen, a noise on the mountains like that of a great multitude. Listen, an uproar among the kingdoms like nations massing together. 
the Lord Almighty is mustering an army for war. They come from faraway lands, from the ends of the heavens, the Lord and the weapons of his wrath to destroy the whole country. Wail, for the day of the Lord is near. It will come like destruction from the Almighty. Because of this, all hands will go limp. Every heart will melt with fear. Terror will seize them. Pain and anguish will grip them. They will writhe like a woman in labor. They will look aghast at each other, their faces aflame. See, the day of the Lord is coming, a cruel day with wrath and fierce anger, to make the land desolate and destroy the sinners within it. The stars of heaven and their constellations will not show their light. The rising sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. I will punish the world for its evil, the wicked for their sins. I will put an end to the arrogance of the haughty and will humble the pride of the ruthless. God's on a warpath. <laughs> Drew, is this disturbing to you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I think if it's not disturbing, then maybe we're watching too many Lord of the Rings movies. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, God is fired up here mm. uh, as he speaks through the prophet Isaiah. I know we've already mentioned this Monday and we mentioned it Tuesday. Is there a new slant? Is there anything <laughs> new on this or are we just kind of repeating the same theme? I, I, I literally put, I would say, I discovered the wrath of God and yeah. that, that was it. Yes. I, I think very simply put, that's, that's what this entire section is about. So. Yeah. Yep. And for those of you who are listening, who find the wrath of God a really problematic idea, and if you're out there, man, you're not alone. And I get it. And I, I wrestle sometimes with the wrath of God. This has helped me to process the wrath of God, that if God is holy, 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 right, mm -hmm. that every part of his character is holy meaning it's set apart and it's perfectly pure. Hmm. His love is holy. His, his sense of justice is holy. His forgiveness is holy. Like there are all these different facets of his personality. I think we can also say his wrath hmm. is holy, hmm. right? He's angry against those who... Are, uh, who lack justice. He's angry at people who abuse and mistreat other people. Hmm. He's, he's not just pissed, pardon my French, <laughs> um, because he enjoys it. When people hurt the ones that he loves and the things that he loves, that's when God gets fired up. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So it helps me to think that God's wrath is holy. Yeah. I've never thought of any kind of wrath to be holy before. Right. Because he's <laughs> jealous for all that is holy and right and yeah. just and good. Hmm. And, and when he gets fired up, it's, it's his fatherly protective instinct hmm. to, to really go after and preserve and protect the good. Right. Um, so anyway, I hope that's helpful if, that's if anybody's listening out there. That it's it's hard to compute that this God who we know is so loving, this God who sent Jesus to die on the cross for us, to pay the penalty for our sins, how can he be so wrathful? Uh, well, that wrath is actually holy and it's designed 
it's the different side of the same coin of his love. Anyway, that was just a little tidbit for free, Drew. I won't even charge you for that. Wow, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, does, does this passage shed any additional light on us <laughs> as humans? Not really. I think um, they, they talk about uh, the day of the Lord being near. Um, so I think, actually, this is kind of a neat thing. Um, am I ready for when the day of the Lord comes, um, when judgment day is here? Yes. You know, so it just, it kind of caused me to, again, to check my heart uh -huh. as this has kind of been doing all week. Yep. So. Yeah, the day of the Lord mm -hmm. is a fearful thing as it's described mm -hmm. that, I mean, Jesus said all of the nations are going to mourn on the day of the Lord. It's something we, we know will happen. It's something we want to be ready for. Mm -hmm. And we want our hearts to be yep. in, the right, in the right place. Yep. Yes, we do. Yeah. And I, I just wrote, what, what do we you know, learn about us? It's just a confirmation that we can be such prideful, evil, and ruthless <laughs> creatures. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 13, 11 says, I will punish the world for its evil, the wicked for their sins. I will put an end to the arrogance of the haughty and will humble the pride of the ruthless. So for me, if, if there's anything to obey, it's simply to pursue humility uh, with all that I have. I have a book by Andrew Murray called just Humility. And Andrew Murray uh, argues that humility is the chief virtue of all the virtues. Hmm. And the reason he argues that, even it's even a higher virtue than love, he would say, because without humility, it's impossible for us to love, to truly love. And without humility, it's impossible for us to sit in submission under, under God, you know? And so this book is really powerful, but... I read it a couple of years ago, and, and Andrew Murray would also say that no matter how hard we try to be humble, it doesn't work. Have you ever tried to be humble? Like, have you ever... So you realized the other day when you led worship with that guy who was a super good guitar player, oh, yeah. and you realized he was better than you, <laughs> right? <laughs> to put it this perspective for you guitar players, he can play Neon by John Mayer, the live version, flawlessly. Wow. So. <laughs> awesome. So you woke up the next morning, you realized... What is going on? What am I feeling, right? Mm -hmm. I'm feeling pride. Mm -hmm. it, it, it bruised your pride, Yeah. right? And it sounds like the Holy Spirit just did a, a pretty quick little healing work in you, which is so cool. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you've discovered, I certainly have, that when we discover that there is pride in our lives, we can try to get rid of it very unsuccessfully. Mm. It's kind of like Yoda says, what, what's the line? There is no try. Yeah, do or do not. Do or do not, there is no try. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like no matter how hard you try, um, it just keeps bouncing right back. Um, but if the Holy Spirit does a genuine work in our hearts, he can impart the, the humility of Christ to mm -hmm. us. Yeah. Um, so that's been one of my prayers for myself in the last few years is whenever I sense pride creeping up in my heart, as you look at God's judgment on Israel and there's judgment on Babylon, arrogance is a lot of what he's judging. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, he says the haughty 
will be made humble. So, listeners, we're about out of time. If I would encourage any one thing that you take away from today's reading or today's podcast would be, let's, let's be asking the Holy Spirit for the humility of Christ. Mm. Let's ask him to give us an impartation of that because it's really, it's really impossible for us to just snap our fingers and become more humble. But be careful because if, if you pray for humility, he may just bring about situations in your life that humble you. Yeah, I've had no experience in that. (laughs) So God bless you all. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you. 